I've been thinking about the power of little. Pastor Andrew mentioned it, the scripture regarding being faithful with the little. And now let's go to Luke 16.10. In Matthew 25.25, it's the story where the master is saying to his servant, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with the little. Now you'll be ruler over much. But this is from Luke 16.10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. We're not talking about big stuff. We're talking about the little stuff. And I was thinking about um, the conference we just had. Those of you who didn't come, it was so awesome. Um, praise God for uh, Facebook Live and all that good stuff. You can go back and listen to it and be blessed yourself. But we received a deposit uh, between all the speakers and the worship sets, and the Lord was just booming his voice at every chance he could. And I don't know about you, but when I'm in those environments, I'm like, oh, just trying to take it all in. You know, like, I want to get as much of it as I can because I refuse to be like I was mentioning in the communion, that next, next generation, you know? Next, faster, better. Like, can I go around to the next window? That's not how the kingdom is. Man might have gotten that way, but that's dysfunctional. And most of the time, the food you get from those kind of places has zero nutrition in it. <laughs> We've all been guilty of going there. Then you have kids and go there way more. <laughs> no, all you OC, amazing, green parents, you never take your kids there. Are you alive? Do I have to walk through the aisles here? There's like this sleepy kind of it's gray outside, so Californians get all weird thing. Can we just get out of that right now? I noticed that when I moved here, like when it gets cloudy and there's no sun, Californians are, <gasps> quick, get inside, grab a hot cocoa, put the Netflix on, I can't, I, I can't handle it, I'm not driving. <gasps> it's like, <sighs> clearly we are very blessed with a lot of sun and we've gotten used to it, which is awesome, but your life doesn't stop because it's cloudy outside, and we don't let the outside environment come in here and make us feel sleepy and apathy and, oh, I just want to cozy and uh, watch from online. Hey. I just stepped on someone's something. Honey, is this okay if I just step on stuff today? Woo! It's okay to watch online, but if you can, come, come, because it's better to be in the atmosphere. I feel like this generation, if they had the choice, they'd just like watch the, watch the sea being parted from their phone instead of like being in the moment. Oh, I would have never done that. I would have wanted to be there. But you live your, the, the sea is getting parted in the spirit realm so many times. And these amazing moments of God are happening when people gather together and people are like, I just don't want to leave. I'm cold. I don't, I don't want to dry. You'll get this much of what God did out of that video. You still will get something because it's the living, breathing word of God. But when you're in an atmosphere, oh, it's so much different. I've said it before, uh, once before, but it's like watching someone eat on the TV instead of eating yourself. You're like watching the cooking channel and you're like, enjoy oh my gosh, that looks awesome. Woo! There's like measures of enjoyment, right? Oh, I wish I could eat that. Has anyone ever done that? <laughs> 
You guys are all hungry right now, and I'm talking about food. You're welcome, okay? You're watching it, but you're not partaking. You're not sinking your teeth into that meal. And I believe sometimes that's the difference between watching online and actually being in an environment where the Holy Ghost is moving. And there's a charge in the atmosphere where you can enter into something that you just can't get over a screen sometimes. Now, I'm not saying God can't do it. And if you're sick, God bless you. Be at home. Be healed in Jesus' name. But when you have opportunity to be in atmosphere, go and be there. Hello? But I'm just saying that because I feel that around here. It gets all cloudy and people don't go anywhere. They get all this, ugh, you're going to make it. It's not stormy in heaven. It's not cloudy in the spirit. I'm not going to get off this thing until it leaves. Is this okay? Wakey, wakey. One way or the other, we're going to get this power of little. Okay, so I've been thinking about the little and faithful with the little. So we had this conference. And, you know, all throughout the conference, I believe the Holy Spirit was saying to us, and this applies to any time God's spoken or done something for you. Do something with what I told you. I feel like that's what the Holy Spirit was saying to us. And amongst the messages, you hear him popping up, hey, do something with that. Don't just be a hearer of the word. We got to be a doer of the word. And so much more the word that is coming fresh out of heaven towards us. We don't want to go next, God, give me the next sermon, give me the next. That was great. I'm ready for the next. No, you're not, because you didn't digest what I gave you last time. You need to learn to be faithful with the little that I gave you last time. You know, and, and we, the dysfunction of humanity right now is to say bigger is better. Bigger is everything. More crowds, more lights, bigger this, more smoke. <laughs> Hello? Oh, you, you need to have more numbers and more la la la. It's like, <sighs> you're not successful unless you have big and more. And I started thinking about heaven and the way that God works. And, and we just want this big chunk of, uh, you know, heavenly stuff or our answers or our breaks. We want it right now so that we don't have to have faith for it again after that. Just, I need this. Like, you can't enjoy your life right now because it's like, well, I need the breakthrough, then I'll be fine. I need the big, massive thing to roll over and answer every single one of my problems, and then I'm good. But that's not how it works in the kingdom. And, and even the way that God has made the universe and all of us, it's, it's little by little. I referenced creation, but almighty God of all the universe took time, as we know it, who knows how long that time was, to make the universe and our world, he could have just breathed a breath out and everything was made. But he took days and moments, he, little by little in his little, <laughs> that's big to us, little by little he created. And you know, we, I, I was thinking about, you know when you get on a topic of thinking of something and then everything applies to it, you know? <laughs> I was even thinking about the sun, though. We don't get the sun for one day, and that's all the sun we need for the whole year. I got my sun. The sun came once, and that's all the sun I need. No, we get a little bit of sunshine every day. Little bit of sun. Little bit of air every day. Little bit of sunshine. Little bit of sunshine. A little bit by little bit. That's, that's how we live our lives day and night, day and night. Even the way we eat. How many of you eat once a week, and then that's all you need for the week? 
ate my big meal, and then, it, woo. No, you eat a little bit every day. Little bit, little bit, little bit every day. That's sustaining me, little by little, sustaining me, sustaining me. Uh, you know, uh, spiritually, we eat little, little bit of Bible every day. Little bit of word, little by little, I'm sustained. And the enemy wants us to live our lives like we have to have these big, huge, chunky moments, if I could say it like that. And if I don't have that, then I have nothing, and I'm not successful, or God's not speaking. And he's like, no, little by little, you're growing, you're breathing, you're working, you're healing. Oh, the devil's riding right on it. Because, you know, in, in previous times of history, it was like people weren't big enough, you know, like dream bigger and you can do anything with God. And you kind of would have to encourage them that way. But this generation's the other way. I, I feel like it's too big. It's like you're off pie in the sky and you can't be faithful with little. You can't feed yourself little by little. You can't come to church a little by little. And I'm not here to condemn anyone, but come on. You're like, well, I only go to the conferences so I get my big moment with God. And then you starve until the next conference. No, you need to feed off of his faithfulness little by little, little by little. The power is in the little. It's in the tiny moments that accumulate to a big thing. Come on. Let's get back to the way the kingdom works. It's little by little. Your, your, your sustenance. But we need to learn to be faithful with the little. We can't be jumping to all these trying to be huge moments and you know people read the, read part of the bible once and then they want to go be preachers all over the world whoa like <laughs> you need a little more and be faithful with that before you go big big everything's big get the bigger that means you're better What's your big revelation? What did God say to you in a big way? Oh, it wasn't big enough. <laughs> we do it all over social media. Mm. Some people take down posts because they don't get a big enough number of likes. Not good enough. Not big, not better. That's not kingdom. And I believe sometimes we get stuck in places because the Lord's trying to tell you, be faithful with what I gave you. Little by little, be faithful. You know, we just had this conference. What are we doing with the words that were spoken in all of the sermons or all of the worship sets? God was speaking out of those. What are we doing with that? And if you weren't here, what are you doing with the last thing God told you? Don't let it just, don't be like this pipe that just goes through and then you don't retain anything. And it made me think about how do we actually be faithful with what we've been given? What does that look like? And, and really, to me, being faithful is taking care and attention and notice first to the thing that God is highlighting to you to be faithful to. So I'm going to use the conference as an example. So we had the conference and if you didn't go, okay, use a moment that you know God spoke to you, okay? Go there, okay? We had words spoken over us. We had preaching. And so what I am going to do is I'm going to go back and take notice of what was spoken. I'm going to go listen to all those sessions again. And for some of you, if you didn't go, go back to the journal where you wrote down that moment. Or go back in your mind. Go back there and hear it again. Listen to it again and let it become a part of you. Because you can't be faithful with something you're not taking any notice of. 
It's like sometimes we make those statements, right? Like, be faithful. Yes, I'm going to be faithful. Nothing changed. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? So, so to me, I was thinking about it. You know what? It means taking note, going back, listening to it again, and absorbing it, letting it become a part of you, memorizing it. Come on. Thinking about it, but not just doing that alone. Holy Spirit, come with me and help me to think about this word and help me to digest this. Help me, help me see another side of this. What were you saying? What does this look like? And you're taking what was said as your own now. Are you with me? Being faithful to something is taking it and taking ownership of it. That's mine. Okay, but not just that. You, you take care of what was said. Okay, so, so first you start by listening and hashing and memorizing. Okay, I know what was said because you can't be faithful with something if you have no idea what was said, right? Okay, so what I like to do is I like to ask the Holy Spirit to come alongside me and then, okay, how do I, what do I do with this? I remember it now. It's cleared my mind. How do I take care of this word? And I love using the term take care. You got take it. <laughs> Does anyone ever said that? Take care. One day I heard someone say that. I'm like, yeah, because care has to be taken. I got to take that thing and care for myself or take that thing and look after it. And so with these words, you got to take it and be like, okay, Holy Spirit, how do I care for this word? How do I steward this word? How do I be faithful with this word? First of all, remember it. Second of all, ask the Holy Spirit, how do you want me to apply this to my life? Because one word can be spoken and the Holy Spirit will come right behind it and say, I want you to work with this this way. I want you to use this word this way. And it's not cookie cutter for everyone all the time. We're not supposed to be clones of each other. Are you with me? So then we partner with the Holy Spirit and say, how do I apply this to my life? And we tangibly think, how do I apply this to my life? Okay, come. And the Holy Spirit might convict you. Or the Holy Spirit might say, I want you to do this in your routine now. Or you might just have that stored away in your heart and a situation comes up and the Holy Spirit says, hey, you can use this now. Hello? But if you didn't do the first step of remembering and taking care and, and storing that in your mind of what was said, you, you won't even, the Holy Spirit won't have anything to pull up because it's not there. Are you with me? So we're being faithful. So we're remembering what was said, but we're partnering with Holy Spirit and doing our homework. Hello. So I feel like some of us digest too many sermons. This sounds crazy to say because we want to get as much word of God. But we're listening to sermons more than reading our Bible. And we're getting confused in our mind because there's all these swirlings of words and things. And we're like, I have no idea what to apply, what works. I don't, this preacher preaches this scripture one way. This preacher preaches it another way. I'm confused. And the Lord's like, I wasn't, you weren't in either of those congregations when those preachers were preaching that sermon. So maybe you weren't supposed to hear it. Hello. And I'm not saying you can't get something out of everything. That's great. But I'm talking about being faithful with what God's saying to you right now. The little that he's given you. And I believe all of us actually have a lot that he's given us. But we need to pick that up and say, Holy Spirit, how does this apply? show me show me and don't just use someone else of oh that'll work for me I'll take that show me our job is to equip you to seek God for yourself so that you can learn to be faithful with what he's given you I can't be faithful with what he's given you I have to be faithful with what he's given me 
And so many times as Christians, we want to be spoon-fed, and we want all these things done for us, and God's like, that's why I gave you Holy Spirit. He's going to lead you into all truth. I won't leave you as orphans. Please, use the person I left you. Otherwise, you may as well sew up the curtain and go back to going through a priest. You may as well get yourself a nice, big, thick curtain in every church and go back, pretend like my cross didn't happen because that's how we live our lives sometimes. We want to be fed, spoon-fed. And I'm not saying it's not good to obviously be discipled and all that good stuff. I'm talking about your personal walk with God. He is jealous for you. He did everything so he didn't have to go through someone else to get to you. He's like, be faithful. Use what I gave you. Use the little I gave you. Use it. I want more, God. He's like, I so much want to give you more. But you can't take that until you're faithful with just what I've given you right now. Don't disdain what he's given you. Oh, it's too little. It's just not big enough. It's not like this person's thing. or Who cares? And it made me think about, that mentality made me think about the scripture in Zechariah 4.10. Who has despised the day of small beginnings? Come on. One version says, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Some of us have been despising, belittling ourselves, thinking uh, we're not there enough. Or we're, we're, it's like you, you're constantly in social media looking at all these great other amazing people, measuring yourself up. Come on. And the Lord's like, do you see what I've started in you? This, this beautiful seed that I've placed inside of you. I'm so excited, as the scripture says, that says the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. See, when God sows something in you, a little thing inside of you, there's a rejoicing. Woo! Something's begun. Don't despise the seed, the seed that's gone into you. Don't despise all the sermons that were poured into you the last conference. Don't despise the last prophetic word you got, even though it was a long time ago and you wish you got another one. Stick with it and be faithful with it. Because the Lord is rejoicing because a work has begun inside of you. And if you're faithful with it, it will grow. But if you're not, it will remain a seed. It doesn't go the other way. You got to be faithful with the little first. You're not going to get a big old huge thing and then think that you're going to be like, oh, and then I'll learn to be faithful with smaller things later. It doesn't work that way. My prayer with the Lord the last little while has been like, make my world smaller. Because I feel like as I'm not going galaxy pie in the sky, that I'm looking, I, I become more detailed because I'm focused on what's right in front of me. And I'm thinking more about what's, what I have and what he said. And, and I'm not g- going off into the universe somewhere else, not doing something with what's right in front of me. Little by little, little by little. And being faithful and, and, and taking care of what he said to me. How are you taking care of what he said last week? How are you taking care of what he said to you in the secret place the last time? What are you doing with it? Go grab the Holy Spirit and say, hey, how do I do this? (laughs) How do I apply this to my life? Hey, show me. But some of you, you're, you're not spending intimate time with God. And so even if you say, come Holy Spirit, you can't quite hear him yet. And that's okay. But you got to, don't stay there. 
seek him some more. Give him some more time. Well, I need another revelation where I really liked Apostle Lewis because he was bringing all that new. This is just a really simple childish word. Yeah, you haven't gotten it yet. Give me all that meat. I want the meat of the word. Awesome. Why don't you chew what you got before, before you're going to get all choke another piece of the meat down that you won't even be able to understand? I like these simple words because it's like, hello, <laughs> slap myself up, oh, wait, wait, wake up. Am I doing something with what's been given to me? What am I doing? And you know what? I just like to ask the Lord. I've now made it a habit. Lord, show me again. What should I do? And I'm always asking him, always checking in with him. And I'm fully secure in myself. It's not that I'm insecure. Oh, Lord. I'm like submitted, though. I'm like, show me again. Show me. And you know what? I'm going to listen to this again. Or tell me something more. I want to take care of what you've given me, Lord. Because here is the news for you. God's made you for so much more than right now. The truth is, the bigger is there ahead of you in your life. That's the future of your life. We're not meant to stay in the little, if you know what I mean. Okay, the bigness is there. The hugeness is there. But in order for you to get there, it's actually just a series of little by little. And I believe even when we get to more of the fullness of our callings, it'll just be a bunch more of little by littles. <laughs> You just would have been entrusted with more. Your capacity grows, and you can kind of be faithful with more. Does that make sense? And I wanted to highlight a few scriptures that can encourage us about the little. And, uh, you know, it made me think about the um, children of Israel. Does anyone ever wonder why they finally get to the edge of the promised land, and then God's like, okay, so um, little by little, you're going to take the land. Hello? Oh, God, you have all these promises for me. Just give them all to me now. I'm ready to run into all this stuff. Yes. And he's like, okay, little by little, you can go ahead and have everything I promised you. Like God of the universe, he made them little by little fight through the land. I mean, you think they suffered enough in the wilderness. Like, come on, Lord. Like, you finally got them there. Like, just smite all the beasts and all that, you know, all the giants and just like whatever else you say might overwhelm me. But that's not his style. Can you see a theme happening right now? He's like, you have the promise. The hugeness of the promise will always be there. But I'm choosing to let you have it just a little by a little by a little. And I'm going to see if you'll be faithful with that little before you will have dominion over all of it. Your calling hasn't gone anywhere. Come on. The promises of God have not gone anywhere. And I believe that most of us are progressing towards them little by little. But sometimes the enemy rides in alongside and says, you're not getting there fast enough. Oh, see how you don't have your album or your ministry or your big thing yet. See? And meanwhile, you've made all this progress. You've made all this. You've taken so much dominion. You've taken you so much land, little by little, and the enemy's lying to you. You'll never get there. You'll never attain. It will never. See how slow you are? 
If the devil is a liar, then you can go ahead and take the opposite as guarantee. See how slow you are? Oh, look at how fast I am. Woo! You say I'll never get it. That means I'm going to get it. Woo! Sometimes I have to remind myself because the enemy's voice is so loud and I'm like, ah, like all I can hear and see is demonic. And in those times, I've just trained myself and I've heard it enough to be like, okay, you're a liar, so you just encourage me. And now the opposite is true. I'm going to, now I really believe I'm going to have it now. So you just meant something for evil. Increase my faith. Thank you very much. You're never going to pay that debt off. Oh my gosh, I'm going to pay that debt off. Oh, come on. Never going to get married. Oh, I'm going to get married. Uh. Never going to have kids. I'm going to have kids. No more kids for me. Jesus. Right, honey? I'm not even letting that come out of my mouth. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? You'll never be successful. You'll never get free of that addiction. Oh, I'm going to get free. I'm going to be successful. Woo! You'll never preach. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to preach. I preach. Molly, where's she's not in here. She can testify to that story. I remember crying to her in the car, being like, <laughs> I was so much in worship, but I felt this thing in me that I was going to preach. But it was like not the thing, because I was worship only at the time. I was crying to her in the car, and that like, oh, I'm never going to preach. I feel like I'm supposed to preach, but I'm never going to preach. She's like, <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> it's just okay, honey. <laughs> I'm just staying on this point because I feel the lies of hell. So I'm just saying the opposite anytime I feel something lying to you. Never going to be healed. I'm going to be healed. Whoa. So even his dirty lies against me I can use for good and to encourage myself in the Lord and cause my faith to be built up. Oh, it's, it's, there's only good ahead of you. Little by little. Come on. Put your hand to the plow. Use what God has given you. And don't allow, I'm going to say this, don't allow a no to cause you to change into another person. Can I say that? And you'd be like, what do I mean by that? Because sometimes we're believing for a promise or we'll be faithful with a little and you, get, you hit a wall of a no or you hit a wall of a something and all of a sudden this like angst and disappointment, anxiety, depression, failure rises up and, and you get, you are all believing and then something got slammed in your face or someone told you no and you just, you just let go of all the believing and the faith and the hope. Sometimes a no is a protection from heaven and God's directing your path. Okay, sometimes a no is protecting you from yourself because you're so ambitious that you'll run out and do everything and you're like running ahead of God and he's like, slow down, be faithful. No, slow down. <laughs> Did you hear the mom? No. <laughs> Come on. My old boss used to say, when you say no to someone, you see their true colors come out. She wasn't even saved. It was like not a biblical, a, and I, I was like, hmm. And I started thinking about my own life, and I'm like, ooh, every time I get told no, I get a little angry. I get mad. Because I don't get what I want. That's what it is. And we think the no is Satan, you know. Well, why won't you let me in? I am, I'm called, and uh, okay. 
You are called. That calling's going nowhere. Keep your eyes fixed ahead of you on the author and finisher of your faith. And little by little, be faithful. Take care of what you've been told. Take and care. <laughs> Remember it. Pray about it. Invite Holy Spirit into it. Don't let it go until you see the promise fulfilled. Hello. Don't let a no stop you. Ask the Holy Spirit to, to say, what was the direction for that no? And I'm not going to have a stinky attitude while I'm going through that moment. Hello? You might have an initial moment of frustration, like, ugh. But don't, don't stay there and be angry. I've, I've heard and seen people, they're just angry Christians all the time. Well, I didn't get this, and na da 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 and I didn't have my way with who got to speak, and da, da, da. it's like, okay, your life isn't over. Did you know that? You have a calling. You have a set of fingerprints that no one has. Calm down. It's going to be okay. You're not a wasted human being. You're not floating in the universe, and God's forgotten about you. Whew, that's a word for somebody. Your calling isn't over. It, it doesn't matter how old you are. Your job is to be faithful with what's been given to you. And as you do that, his job is to bring it into fruition. We got to work with him. Well, it's all God and God's sovereign and does it all. No, there's a co-laboring. There's a co-laboring. There's a, there's, a, there's a laying down of one's will. Not my will. How do I be faithful, God? How do I... How do I do this unto you the way that you would have me do it. It's a daily submitting. It's a daily humbling. It's a daily reflecting and a taking care of what he said to you. I don't ever want to be like some of the people in my generation who just treat God's words like they're just like cheap and I can just go to the next thing. And I know I've repeated myself on that, but like, even as what happened in the worship, like, I just couldn't go to the next. The Lord wasn't finished. And for some of you, the Lord spoke something, and he's not finished breathing on that. He's not finished revealing something about that to you. So why did you let it go? Why are you so quick to go to the next thing? Because what happens is, between the promise being fulfilled and you just getting the promise, there's, there can be quite a bit of time. And if we're not careful being faithful and cultivating that time with the Lord, d disappointment creeps in or, or uh, the enemy tells you you're a failure or you assume because time has passed and God hasn't answered that he's changed his mind. He hasn't. But you've changed your mind because you stopped being faithful and you stopped believing. You let it go and assumed you were just forgotten like all the other people that threw you out and forgot you. Come on. That's not how God works. He's just not a microwave. Hello. He's not a drive through <laughs> Luke 17, 6 says, if you have faith as small as a, I think that's pretty little. It doesn't say if you have the most, you need the biggest faith in the universe so you can move mountains quick. Get your faith up there, the size of whatever you think is a giant thing, okay, whatever. 
He didn't say, make sure you have the biggest, bestest, on-display Instagram account faiths so that you can have a mountain be moved. Look at how great my Instagram looks. Can I just go there? Look at how great of a polished ministry I have on my Instagram. Hello? Look at how big my faith is. That's awesome. Praise God. You are so awesome with God. Wow. But I'm not going to compare my faith to your polished, amazing faith moment. I don't know what it took to get you there. But for me, I got a seed right now. And I'm going to be faithful with this seed. And I'm not going to despise this seed. I'm not going to look down on this little seed of faith. I'm not going to think I'm not good enough or not there yet or not whatever enough. Some of you have to turn off some of that stuff that you're looking at because it's, it's pulling you out of faith. Because you look at it and you compare their best with your worst. And you never measure up. And sometimes we, we too, we quote like revivals and things and how great and all the amazing things that happen in the revivals and forget what it took them to get there. We just see the polished, finished result of everything. We don't see the blood and the sweat and the tears and them being faithful with the mustard seed inside of them. We just get discouraged because we feel like we're different than them and they got a little holier edge on them. Trust me, we've all done it. But God said, that's not, you need, that's not what you need right now. If you have that, great. Be faithful with that. But what you need is to cherish this little seed of faith right there. Because you know how powerful that little seed is? It can move a mountain. Do you know how awesome your little faith is? It's so powerful in the spirit. Stop disdaining it. Cherish it. Take care of it. And use it. Are you with me? Okay, the only, other, the only reference I want to make to little is this, and, and I love, it's in 1 Kings 18. 1 Kings 18, 24, it came about at the seventh time that he said, behold, a cloud. How big was the cloud? It was small, as small as a man's hand is coming up from the sea. And he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down so that the heavy shower doesn't stop you. Okay, this was God's answer to drought. And, it, you know, the man of God could have been like, look, I've been praying. I'm asking God to take the drought away. And it's like, there's nothing out here. But the cloud the size of a man's hand, that's pretty small. I would say it was little. But that was enough for the man of God to say, this is it. This little thing right here, this tiny little thing that I see, this is going to cause the downpour. But I wonder if he was so focused on seeing the big, dark rain clouds coming that he wouldn't have had faith for that moment. He was looking for anything that he could attach his faith on. And nothing was too small for him. Look at that. This is it. This tiny, little, tiny, tiny cloud. This is the moment. You better tell Ahab to figure something out because there's a downpour coming. And for some of you, you've had these words from God that are so much bigger spiritually than the size of a cloud of a man's hand. And you've disdained it because it's been too little for you. You haven't realized how powerful little is. It's actually more powerful than big. 
That's what I believe. And that's why I believe the enemy's out to just put the emphasis on everything has to be big. Everything has to be big to be anointed, to be powerful, to be a voice, to have dominion. He's a liar. And he's making you disdain the little seed of faith inside of you, the little word that you got that's precious. He's causing you to disregard it, and you've let the downpour of God pass you by. It didn't say it downpoured yet. All he, the man of God said, there's that cloud, and it's coming. And I believe that release of faith caused the downpour to eventually come. The little is powerful. And we need to focus ourselves to look all around us and say, God, how can I be faithful with the little? Show me all the little details. You could call our church little, but I know it's powerful and mighty and a force to be reckoned with in this county. And I'm not even, I'm not intimidated. I'm like, hallelujah, I'm so thankful for the powerhouse that God has built here. But you, someone could walk by and be like, that's a little thing. Downpour is coming. You better watch this space because we might be the size of a little cloud of a man's hand. You better get your chariots ready. I'm telling you, God is doing something so powerful. And there have been some that have walked by. God bless you. Because we're too small for them. We're in this weird, obscured, funky building with orange carpet and interesting things happening. And foliage. And <laughs> I mean, we do the best with what we have. But there is something going on in the spirit right now. And we know in scripture that when it's, there have been times where God has said, you know what, that army is too big. Just cut some off, please, so that I can have more glory. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Even just talking about it, I'm like, yes! David didn't have a whole boulder inside of his slingshot. Hello. A few little stones took down a giant. He was faithful with those little stones. He was faithful. He was faithful doing what he could do with what he had. And he even got offered the big shiny armor, the big shiny king's armor that he could wear. And he was like, no, I don't need the big. I just need these little stones because I know how to be faithful with these little stones. And sure enough, he was the only one who could take down the giant. Little, the power of little. It's so awesome. And I believe that as we sit on this revelation of the power of little and we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal all the little things in our lives that are actually really powerful, I believe that we're going to start feeling more encouraged and we're going to start seeing the hand of God in our lives where actually God is moving powerfully on my life. Actually, hang on a minute. He's been speaking all over the place. Whoa. And, and then when, as we begin to start applying things to our lives and walking them out, we're going to grow so much faster. Faithful with the little so that you can be a ruler over much. Are you with me? We got to do this thing. We got to really live the gospel. We, we want to be faithful stewards with what he's given us. Because that day will come when we stand before him. And we're going to give an account with what? How we were faithful with what he gave us. How we took care 
of what he gave us. So we may as well start doing that now, hallelujah, and learning how to cultivate ourselves in the secret place. It's so easy. It's this, Holy Spirit, help me. I give you permission. You can tell me no. <laughs> Some of you aren't there yet. <laughs> I felt that. You were like, Ugh. <laughs> You could say it out of your mouth until <laughs> inside lines up with it. Say it in faith. You could tell me no. And I'm not going to kick and scream and fight and walk out of church and hate all the leadership because you said no to me. Can I say that? Because you tell God he can say no, and then one of your leaders says no to you, and then it's the leader, not God. Well, that leader tried to stop my calling. You, you go to the next church, and the same thing happens. And then the Lord's like, it's me. I'm trying to tell you something. Please don't beat up the messenger. <laughs> Remember on March 1st how you said I could say no to you? You, you couldn't hear it yourself, so I had to use messengers because I love you. Do you know boundaries make a child feel safe and loved? And God's saying no to us. I'm on this buzz because I think he's trying to say no to some, few, some areas of your life. Just go with it, Okay. But the no is a boundary line of protection. And I'm not saying marriage. You will be married in Jesus' name. Some of you went, went there right now. Oh, no. He's saying, no, I'm not going to be married. You will be married. Okay? I break that lie. The no is not about your marriage. It might be no today. But you will be married. <laughs> the prophet chimes in. <laughs> Love you, honey. No can be a boundary line of protection. Because when children are told no, while they kick and scream and don't like it, there's an inner knowing that there's a boundary line of protection around me because my parents care about what happens to me. Because when you don't tell kids no and you raise your child, oh, you can do whatever you want. Why? Because I don't care about what happens to you. But if I put a boundary, it says, I care so much about you. and I, I don't want something bad to happen to you. So my no is a protection. Okay, so some of you, the Lord might be saying, no, continue to be faithful with what I've said to you before. Don't get ahead of the Lord. Don't get ahead of yourself. Because while you're desiring for the more, and you will have it, but you will enjoy the more so much more when you've learned how to function in all the little first. Because if you get more before you're ready, you will not be able to carry that more. You'll drop it. Your character won't be able to hold it. Your capacity won't be able to hold it. And you might feel mighty and successful for a little bit, and then it's going to fall apart. Because you didn't learn the tenacity and the faithfulness and the hardworkingness of the little by little season to be able to carry that more. Are you with me? Okay, because the power of little can go both ways too. It's, it's for the good, it's for the Lord, but also if we're, if we're not faithful with the little he's given us, we're going to be finding ourselves being faithful with the little that the enemy is doing in our lives. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. So the power of little goes both ways. Don't think the enemy doesn't understand that principle. 
I'll just get them to compromise a little bit. Just watch a little bit of that movie that has some soft porn in it. Just open the door a little bit. Just, just hang out with those people a little bit. Go to the bar for a little bit. Proverbs 24, 33 says, A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just take a little moment off of church. And I'll just, I'll just watch online a little more. I can hear some of you saying, nothing wrong with watching online. There's nothing wrong. But God wants you to be in community. He wants you to be known and seen. And while you're behind a screen, no one will know or see you. And that's what we're going to battle in this generation. There's so much of an online church, which is good. You hear my heart. But we're meant for community. And we have to, we have, if we're busy about our father's business with our, the little that he's given us, the creeping in little from the enemy doesn't have space. Because you're, you're filled. You're like Ruth in the field. You're just busy about being in the field that Boaz sees you because you're working. Hello. You're being faithful with what you got. You're not, Ruth was faithful in the field. I'm finishing with this point. Ruth was faithful in the field. She wasn't all haying Boaz down. Hey, Boaz. Kingsman Redeemer. Woo. She was being faithful with her little, and she had little, because she came after all the other people. <laughs> she got her promise and became in the lineage of Jesus because she was being faithful with the very, very little that she had. And this is such a simple encouragement, but it can be the most pivotal turning point of your life because you figure out you're capable of taking care of what God has given you to a point where you start doing what it says. Okay, because it's a process. I can sit here and be like, go do the word. Okay, bye. What does that even mean? Tell me, what, how do I do the word? Go sit alone with God, read your Bible, and then give him a chance to speak to you. And then do that every single day of your life. And hang out with people who can hear God more than you and ask them questions. And then DLT, discipleship, okay? Do life together. Are you with me? Did this encourage somebody? All right, let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for encouraging us to do something with what you've given us. We want to be those that you see as faithful. We want to be trusted with very little so that we can be trusted with much. Because we know that just in that little way, we can be trusted with little and much that we can also be dishonest with very little and dishonest with much, as your word says. And we don't want to be that way, God.
Right now, in Jesus' name, we just shake off the dust right now. Can you just shake a little? Let's just not be religious right now. Can you just shake? We just shake off the old stuff. We shake off the dust of the old ways, God. And we just invite you in to help us to be faithful. But we just declare right now that we will be faithful in Jesus' name with what you've given us. And we will not despise the day of small beginnings. We will not despise the small words or the small quote-unquote things, but we will look for the little clouds that have downpour inside of them, God. We will look and honor and cherish the little seeds that are inside of us, and we know that as we do that, you will do your part and cause us to increase and to grow and to multiply and to finally step into what you have for us, Lord. It's a new day, God, and, and we just yield to you, Holy Spirit. We yield to you, and we ask you to show us. Sometimes we can't even hear you, Lord, but we're trying our best. Sometimes we don't know, but every time we can remember to, we just fall into you, and we yield to you, and we submit to you. Help us to take a hold of everything you've said and not let one little thing fall away from us, but help us to be faithful and to take care of everything you've given us. And as we said in the worship, we just want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything. We're not despisers of small beginnings, but we're going to rejoice with you that the work has begun. And I thank you for every word and every promise and everything you've spoken to us because that means work has begun in us, God. So we yield to you, Lord, and, and we ask you to just give us a fresh encouragement and excitement to just go after and cherish all the things that you've already done for us. Woo. And I say we're going to start seeing promises fulfilled, just even from this moment. We're going to start saying, oh, I just started being faithful, and then all of a sudden my life sped up and got so fruitful, because all of us, I was just focusing on the little and, the th and being thankful for that. So I thank you for all the fruit that's going to come out of this, this little message, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.